Wednesday, November 11th. It's Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day to all the vets out there. We appreciate you. I certainly appreciate you. I have family in the military. So thank you for serving our great country. Uh, tough night last night. Before we get started and gripe about that, uh, a reminder, go to our website, threestarrecruits.com. For all of our blogs, sports betting blogs, daily fantasy for football right now on fire. So if you want some advice there and you don't hate money, hop over there and grab yourself some uh, advice. Put in a DraftKings lineup and hopefully get a little walking around money. We also have the other podcast, Three Star Recruits, on Apple or Spotify and YouTube. We recorded last night. That is up right now. That is up. We put that up early. We talked a little bit about Trevor Lawrence, but the majority of that podcast was about the Masters, which is also going to be the majority of this podcast. But we all, as a group, put together our predictions, our thoughts, and our picks for the week. We had a little side bet with each other. It was a good time last night, so if you get a chance, go check that out and uh, maybe throw a comment in the YouTube section if we uh, maybe, you know, give us your thoughts. Who you think is going to win? Let us know. All right, so let's get into last night. We took some Mac games last night. Nah, the Max only played one game all season, all the teams. So we went simple last night. We took our first pick was Ohio versus Akron. We took the over. Not even close. Not even close. The next game we took was Kent State over Bowling Green. We took minus 20 and a half. This covered pretty easy. Kent State just put it to Bowling Green, who's I think has now scored a combined 13 points in two games. So Bowling Green clearly sucks. Look for them in the future to bet against against some of these other decent teams in the MAC. And then our last game was uh, Miami Ohio versus Buffalo. We had the over fifty seven and a half. I need an investigation in this game, please. And I think the rest of us who had the overdue, uh, you're down thirty two points, Ohio, and you run the ball. What are you doing? They ran the ball like, and then they killed out the last like seven minutes of the clock just running the ball. They kicked a field goal at one point. They got down to, I think, the five-yard line, ran it three times, and then kicked a field goal with eight minutes left. You're down 32, okay? Could you could you act like you care? And I think we only missed this by, I think, like six, seven points. Not even. I, I, I don't remember, but I, just, I know that I watched it in this game twice because I was up at one point feeding the baby, but and the rear was on ESPN. You're down 32 points. Go for a touchdown. Like, what do you have to lose? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to prove? Like, it's got your ass waxed, so at least make it somewhat respectable. Like, yeah, well, we, you know, people look at the box score. It wasn't that bad. Nope. They didn't even try to backdoor cover this thing. They just got waxed. And then they didn't even try. I think the coach had the under. That's what I think. I think the coach had the under. I'm just going to run the ball, guys, for the next eight minutes. Uh, just get first downs, kill the clock if you could. Thank you. Have the under. That's what I think. We're going to move on from that. No football tonight for me. I'm not even sure if there's games. My focus is turned solely to the Masters at this point. I will be back tomorrow morning with some Thursday night football information as I work on the rest of my picks going into the weekend. But it is Masters week in an unfortunate but fortunate situation. Unfortunate we didn't have it in April, but fortunate we're having it now. I'm excited. I love the Masters. This has got to be my favorite tournament. The traditions... Uh, it's always at the same course, which makes it great. Usually, usually the first major of the year, I just it just has a different feel than the rest of the majors. It's Augusta, and I think the players will say the same thing. So, I wanted to give you guys some some thoughts on possibly betting the Masters. Now, I get most of my lines from FanDuel on the sportsbook app, 
And I'm sure a lot of these lines are pretty similar. I think anywhere else you go. And unlike most sports with the masters, the line really doesn't change. It's not like there those players hurt. This player's not playing for this team. It's one guy that kind of preset them. And usually by the end of, you know, by the start of the week, that's what they're going to be. It's not like you have anything, you know, if the only thing you can go off from is a prior tournament, but they don't have anything to go off from heading into the Masters other than, you know, prior finishes. It's not like you're out there watching, you know, plays. I don't know. You just can't. Lines are set. They're not going to move. So these are probably pretty similar anywhere you go. So I have a little bit of a strategy here when you bet golf. You don't want to bet yourself out that if you won, you still lost money. So just do the math in your head when you're betting this. Don't overbet yourself because the plus side of betting golf is it's always, almost usually, plus money for everybody, even the favorite. You got 96, 90, actually I think it's down to 92. I think there's 96, 92 guys playing this week. So you're playing against the field, and this is why there's always plus money. You still got to go out and play golf. You got to hit shots. Anything can happen. I mean, we watched Rory, we thought was going to win one year, just four or five shot lead going to the back nine and just blow up on 10. So anything can happen. Yes, these guys are good, but don't bet so much that if you hit one of them, you're still not going to make money. That will kind of defeat the purpose. So pick and choose. I try to go with a couple of guys you might see as favorites because it is plus money. Maybe some middle of the road guys. Don't play full units on all of them. And then I usually go with like some dark horses who, you know, quality players, not unheard of and could potentially pull it out. So let's go into some of my picks. So Bryson DeChambeau is your favorite, your betting favorite this week. He's plus 800. And I'm sure that's uh, a lot of people are going to take that because all we hear about is how far Bryson hits it. And he should be your guy, yada, yada. I personally am tired of hearing about how Bryson hits it. That's my personal opinion. I'm pretty vocal about that on my other podcast. It's not about how far you hit it at Augusta. Yes, there's an advantage if you can get it down there. The key word being if. If you can get it down there and you can hit a wedge close, which brings in a big F for Bryson, who is outside the top 100 when it comes to 100 yards and in which is not a really good stat to have when you're in PGA Tour. So Bryson is your betting favorite. I will not be betting it. The next favorite would be Dustin Johnson, who's plus 850. I wouldn't mind taking this because it is plus money. Dustin Johnson has proven that, you know, he's the number one player in the world. He's very good at what he does. And when he gets hot, he gets hot. Like everything just clicks. And he, his, his mood doesn't seem to change on the golf course. He's won majors in the past. So I do like, you know, throwing a partial unit on Dustin Johnson at plus 850. Uh, Rom's the next favorite at plus 1,000. I will not be putting anything on John Rom. Rom, in my opinion, has some growing up to do on the golf course. He's a very good player, but he has some growing up to do on the golf course that could impact you. You know, if he gets in contention and starts to go sideways, he struggles to just keep it in check at times. He's got a little bit of that Spaniard temper. Uh, the other one's Brooks Kepkes plus eighteen hundred. Also not going with this, but that's pretty good plus money for a guy who's proven to be a major winner. Then we have Justin Thomas, another proven major winner, plus twelve hundred. I do like this. I like twelve hundred on Justin Thomas because the guy has a ball flight that will absolutely be conducive to Augusta. It's going to play soft, so he'll be able to hit it far enough off the tee. I don't think it's going to be really a problem for the majority of these guys this week. 
but he hits it high enough that he can hit it back and land it soft in spots on these greens. That's the key to winning Augusta. It's not how far you hit it. It's you got to hit it. The second shot is the most important shot at Augusta. You got to hit it in the right spots on the green, and you got to control your misses because it, from there you can just you're putting on tabletops. So you got to roll it well. You got to roll it well from like ten feet and in, and you got to be able to hit really good shots from the fairway. So I do like Justin Thomas plus twelve hundred. My personal favorite this week is Rory at plus thirteen hundred. I think Rory, same thing. One of the probably the best ball striker in my opinion on tour right now. All around ball striker, Rory. I think he goes out and finishes career grand slam this week. He's been close a couple times. I really like Rory this week at plus thirteen hundred. I will be putting a little bit on that. He's mine. He's kind of my pick. That's who I've narrowed my focus on. Is I think it's Rory this week. He hit. I mean, he hits it far enough. Might be the best driver of the golf ball. Again, you don't have to hit it that straight at Augusta. But he's one of the best ball strikers in general. So I like that. My other, uh, I'm going to get into some middle-of-the-road guys that would, could benefit you if they, I think they could pull it out. They have the ability to win. And if you have a little bit of money on them, it could be a, it could be a big win. This is, the, this is the positive with golf. There's 92 guys in the field. You could potentially pick one of these guys and make a lot of units quick. Even if you throw a partial unit on it, you're going to make pretty good money. So I'll get in some middle-of-the-road guys that I think are quality picks. Patrick Cantlay at plus 2,500. I will probably put a little bit on Patrick Cantlay. He's playing well right now. He just won the Zozo Championship at the end of October out in Vegas. And Cantlay has the ability that many of these guys need to win the major at Augusta. They roll it well. He rolls it extremely well with the putter. I like Cantlay at plus 2,500. I'll probably put a little bit on that. Another middle-of-the-road guy who has... He's had success at Augusta in the past. I really like this because I thought it'd be a little better, but he hasn't played well that well this year. Ricky Fowler, plus 6,500 on the book right now. The guy's got, he's got some good history at Augusta. He is, uh, he's got, he shows up in majors. He's a great putter. Another, another great characteristic to have if you want to win at Augusta. He finished second in 2018. He finished ninth in 2019. He's only ever missed a cut once at the Masters. So I really like him this week as well. Another guy who could potentially be around middle of the pack, maybe back of the pack. you got to pay attention to Ian Poulter. Poulter has a tendency to get one or two rounds in. Kind of, I don't want to say fall off, but not put together a third or fourth round. Uh, he usually shows up on the leaderboard majors. It's putting the four rounds together. But for plus 15,000, What's well, a little bit of money on Ian Poulter? And then we got to talk about our defending champ. Sir Tiger Woods on the book is middle of the pack. They got him at 4,200. I just, to me, I, I might be biased. I'm a Tiger fan. It's hard to bet against a guy that's won at Augusta five times. I don't care how old he is. I mean, well, eventually I'll care how old he is, but he won last year at 43, and he's going to be 44 in December, or 45 in December. I'm sorry. I just, it's tough to bat against him. It's Augusta. He knows that place extremely well. Would it hurt to throw a partial unit on a Tiger? Probably not. And as you probably figured out by now, I've been throwing a little bit here and there. I'm gonna. I'm not going to take one or two guys. I'm going to take quite a few guys here. I've got like seven guys lined up right now, and i got a couple more here I'll give you some tips on. So we're going to move to the back half of the book in the field. Some guys I think are flying under the radar could 
you could put them in your dark horse category. I like Cameron Champ. This guy hits it off the map. Bryson didn't even outdrive him that far on a, as far as a average last year. I think it was by less than a yard. Cameron Champ moves it. And he played extremely well in the PGA Championship. So he's proven that he can show up in a major, play well in a major, and stay in contention all four days and not get too caught up in the moment. He's plus 6,500. That's not bad. That's probably worth some money as well. Uh, the other one I really, really like is Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler is plus 6,000. So Scotty Scheffler, same thing. Played well at PGA, almost pulled it off. We watched Young Guns battle it out in San Francisco in the PGA Championship. Just like Champ, proved he could be there, stay around for four days, then get too caught up in the moment. Scotty Scheffler is another good pick. Uh, real dark horse here for probably some of you if the course plays really soft, which I think it will. Kevin Kisner, it might be a little long for him this week, but man, Kisner, can, if he gets that putter going, he's one of the best on tour. He's plus 13,000. So it's, you know, a little bit here might not be a bad pick because he, he can get the ball rolling if he could just, he can hit his long irons well, might play a little longer for him. And then finally, some people would totally disagree with this pick. But I got a soft spot in my heart for him. Jordan Spieth, plus 7,000. Um, I feel for Jordan right now. I know he's struggling. He, you know, he's not living up to what others expect him to do after his prior seasons. He's still doing all right on tour if you go and look at his numbers and his money and his, some of his placings. He struggles to put four rounds together. And I feel bad for him because he's doing it under a microscope that's much larger than any of us will ever be able to comprehend. To struggle with your game and just everybody criticize it every time you show up or just tell you you don't have it anymore. It's got to be tough, man, but you got to remember Jordan Spieth's won here before. He picked up on the course knowledge very early in his career, and he's always played well here. So it's tough to go against another guy who just he just always seems to play well here. So Jordan Spieth, plus 7,000. It's not a, bad, uh, not a bad line to throw it out there on him for a guy who's a former Masters champion and kind of knows his way around that golf course which is huge out there. So those are my picks. I do have to give a quick shout out. He's not really a favorite of a lot of people. He's not playing this week, but just something to keep in mind. Sergio Garcia is not playing this week. He did have to back out due to COVID. Sergio Garcia is ending a streak of 84 consecutive majors played, which I think is unbelievable. So keep that in mind. This little stat in the back of your head to think about this week when they're talking about you know some of these odd stats they throw up on the golf channel wherever you're watching coverage that's it for today guys i will be back tomorrow with some thursday night football please bet responsibly have fun with the masters enjoy it the beauty is you can pick more than one person you can root for a lot of people and still win so have fun bet responsibly and i'll catch you guys tomorrow